Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Uninformed Podcast. I hope you guys had a great week so far. My name is Jared. I will be the host today. And let me introduce the crew we are with. Jonah, you want to say hey? hey And Ethan, what's up, man? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach. Hey, Jared. Nice to see my good pal. <laughs> yes, buddy. My good pal, indeed. And that is how you say hi to somebody, Ethan. Not with your... Although, I love that. Um, let's do some credentials. Our listeners, they want to know... Why are we informed to give that information? And that is a great question. So we're going to run through that real quick before we get into our topic. Okay, so, first of all, I can bench press 250 on a bad day. I can squat 325 and don't even get me started on my deadlift, guys. So you, if you don't think you're qualified to listen uh, from info from me, boy, I'll teach you something else. <laughs> all right. Hmm. Tish, you're up next. Uh, wow. Um, I have... Uh, an abundant amount of knowledge on music, uh, pop culture, um, and I love, speaking of pop culture, I love films. Um, name me a film and I'll give you a detail about it. I'll do my best. And yeah, I'm just filled with knowledge, random facts, and I'm your guy. Hey, okay, alright. Ethan, give me the rundown. Uh, I'm just really cynical and I hate listening to other people, so that's pretty much all I have to say. And, uh-huh. and, and then just to revisit mine with real qualifications, you ever hear the expression uh, master or jack of all traits, master of none? I know a little bit about a lot, but I don't know a lot about any specific thing. So I, I, I can get around a, a conversation or two, um, but that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Fair enough. Oh, and also super high confidence level, so good combo. I like it. Indeed you do, Jonah. Fake it till you make I'm going to read butt naked. Jonah, nice. he he li- he records this butt naked. It he makes... said fake it till you make it. Oh, okay. But that, well, hey, that but that too, sense. honestly. <laughs> well, I just aired that out. All right, guys. We are jumping straight into it with Rachel Bronson. She is the president and CEO of the Bulletin of Atomic right. Scientists. That's what we're talking about today. But... She has much more credentials than any of us could uh, ever imagine. It's way more than uh, being a cynic of words and Jonah bench pressing a ton of weight and Tish's uh, pop culture and random fact uh, history. So real quick, Rachel Bronson, she's the president and CEO of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Yes, maybe you're wondering, what is the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists? I promise we will get there. So. She oversees the publishing programs, the management, and the growing set of activities around nuclear risk, climate change, and disruptive technologies. Before this, she was Vice President of Studies at the Chicago Council of Global Affairs. She also taught at Global Energy, and she did about a million different things. It's uh, incredible how long her resume is. I had to scroll uh, about eight times just trying to get to the bottom of this resume list. But... That's what we're talking about today. Doomsday. Doomsday. Raise of hands. Ooh. Doomsday. Who's heard of it? I've never heard of it. What the heck is it? I have. Uh, Zach, you I haven't heard have, of it? Actually. You have? Yeah. Doomsday, the end of the world, Armageddon. 
bum, bum, what is bum, this, like some Bruce sort of Mayan thing? It is actually a clock that was invented. Um, who's heard of the Manhattan Project? I have. I have. I have also. But give All a right. quick rundown just in case anybody hasn't. All right, Manhattan Project. Once upon a time, everyone lived on the world and they were very happy. People wanted to kill each other, so they invented big bombs. So part of the Manhattan Project was to create these big bombs that they could use to destroy big places, which was eventually used on places like Hiroshima in uh, Japan whenever the war broke out many years ago. So members of this Manhattan Project, they, as they were building these atomic bombs, nuclear weapons, they said themselves, they said, these weapons are crazy powerful and we should not be building them. But, you know, it's hard to go against your boss. You can't just say no sometimes. Uh, so they built the bombs. And even people like Albert Einstein and them, they advise against these bombs. They created the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. So just to real quick give a little bit more detail what into what Jared was talking about. Uh, the U.S. government uh, held this project. It was codenamed the Manhattan Project. Uh, I believe it was Robert Oppenheimer who was the head guy of this project basically to create a nuclear weapon, a bomb. They tested it. Finally, in World War II, that was the first time in history an atomic weapon, uh, a weapon of mass destruction had been deployed. They dropped the first one in Hiroshima. There was a second one then deployed in Japan as well. Um, and as far as my knowledge, those are the only two that have ever been used in combat in history they've done testing obviously in different places but i believe those were the only two after seeing what it did to an entire entire town country civilization um basically everybody decided no need to do that so jared you're saying the people on this project that made that they went on to do something else they went on to this atomic bulletin board yeah, this is essentially a Time magazine, a U.S. weekly that they started putting out bi-weekly, monthly editions. Okay. Um, hmm. That it would just have news and knowledge regarding nuclear uh, weapons and, and things of that space, which the clock that was created, it was a metaphor. So it oh. was a metaphor, this is how close we are to dying, which whenever they first created it, it was in the year 1947. And it was set seven minutes to midnight, meaning when the clock strikes midnight, we all die. Where the heck did, why do they start at seven minutes? Where does that come from? Um, for, uh, I'm sure you get this, aesthetics. There was actual, there was no meaning to it. Oh, okay. the, the clock is prettiest when it's seven hmm. minutes to midnight. Gotcha. Interesting. And that's a fact. That's facts. No opinions here. <laughs> fact <laughs> No opinions. Don't change my mind. Uh, but yeah. Plus, if you have it set seven minutes to doomsday, it's a lot scarier and has more validity than if it's set a full hour away from doomsday. Everybody's like, ah, who cares? We have a lot of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here, quick fun fact. You know whenever like watch brands display a watch, they always show the time 10.08 because it's symmetrical. It looks like a V. It's cute. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, digital watches, they display the time 10.08 for the same reason. That is cute. Yeah. Just like... Just like uh, just like you. That is a fun fact. Well, that is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. So Definitely. this clock, let's go through the timeline here okay, real quick. Let's hear it. Made in 1947, okay? Throughout that history until now, the furthest away from midnight it's ever been is 17 minutes. The closest it's ever been is right now of this year, 2023, where it's at 90 seconds to midnight. Oh, my so God. It, 
It wow. has gotten a lot closer. Before that, in 2019, it was set to 100 seconds, um, and you know, it was at 100, uh, you know, up until this point when it's uh, now worse. Um, so it can so, move backwards. It can go. You said it went to 17 minutes. Correct. Yes, it can go backwards. Oh, that's interesting. Which, it is pretty interesting. Huh. From my uh, understanding, as the as humans on Earth do good things, as far as preserving the environment, planting trees, inevitable, yeah, then you know we buy ourselves more time as we do, uh, you know, things that might bring us closer to extinction than we lose time. So it's it's not it's constantly moving. From my understanding, uh, but I'm sure Jared might get into some of the influences that caused that and um well i'll just leave you with that little spoiler right there but god jay bring us back in i'm back so like jonah said uh just because mr beast hosts a philanthropy event and plants one million trees that doesn't mean that you know the whole board which there's 12 members they're not going to go sprinting up to the table and go let's set the clock back further you know it doesn't work that simply they meet one time a year uh, for one day, and all of them discuss, hey, what's happened? Uh, what's going on in the world? And they use two main criteria. They talk about uh, internationally where we're at in terms of nuclear development, which is the main reason that the bulletin was actually made in the first place. Oh. And then also now, hmm. uh, climate plays a big role as well. Which those are the main two qualifiers. Huh. Which I read the resume of the one lady on the board, which you saw was very long, and I stopped halfway. Um, there's you know just as substantial resumes for all the members on the board who specialize in different things like nuclear weapons and energies, and a governor of California, and uh, different you know kind of elements like that, where you have a lot of people who have done a lot. Um, and have you know heard voices and have a, a lot of advisors. How many people are there on this board? Twelve. Twelve people. So you just they get twelve people, really high-ranking, smart people, once a year for one day, and they just decide the fate of the world. The fate of the world. So keep in mind, this is all a metaphor as well. So it's just foreboding. It's just what they think. You know. Yes, correct. It is on their mm. opinions of what they think. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Speaking of California governors. That's good. Although, I wish he was on the board, but uh, our friend Arnold is not. Um, He's not. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. So, this is what we are going to do. Um, we are going to take a look at the bulletin from 2022, um, which it was at 100 seconds, which it was moved up from that point in time, and we're going to discuss what they said we need to do in order for the clock to move backwards some. And then understanding the current events of the world now, then we're gonna have an open discussion on uh, why you think the clock has moved forward a little bit. Nice. You guys follow? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. let's establish this, the clock. We all understand? Yes. 100 yeah. seconds to midnight. Yeah. 90 seconds to midnight. 90 seconds, 90 to, seconds midnight. to midnight. I thought, it, I thought it was in 2020. Uh, in 2019, it, oh, it had 100, 100 seconds. Okay. And okay. in this year, 2023, gotcha. it was moved to 90. Okay. And we're visiting in 2022 where it was at? 100 seconds. Okay. So 100 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is that? Cool. A minute A minute 40? So is it 12.58 or what? 11.58 and 20 seconds or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Got <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so 2022. All right, Tish, I told you to prep. Uh, take it away. 
Wait, what? <laughs> oh, okay, geez, Scott, so come on. T- Wait, no, what come on, Jared. This is your podcast. What are you talking about? This yeah, is your episode. I text you. I said I need your help. This it's a shared week. episode, I thought. No, there's no way. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, way so. to throw your teammate under the bus there, bro. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Um, <laughs> let, let's go into this, okay? So, in 2022, after they have this this meeting, they then release their bulletin, uh, which it states the, the rationale for why the clock is at the position it's at. Um, so, in 2022, 100 seconds to midnight. The reason it was there, one, there was improvement with the United States leadership with new people in power basically they came in and that's good for climate control and different policies that they want to uh, reenact while they are there things that are bad the russia and china uh relations those are pretty tense china then you know they open large-scale programs for uh silo-based nuclear missiles as well as russia china and the u.s they began developing hypersonic missiles, Aye. and mm. they uh, were doing good. testing for anti-satellite weapons. Oh, bad news bears. As you guys may know, uh, there was an outbreak of the coronavirus, so that set things back yeah, quite a little bit. And yeah. in terms of the, the clock, of it not being well in terms of the clock, is due to just the, the poor planning of the whole nation of distribution of vaccines and we'll go into it very briefly but not touch on it a ton unless you all have questions but due to uh disinformation of the the media not allowing people to take vaccines and then basically making it so that there would be antimicrobial there would be antimicrobial buildups so that way different variants uh such as SARS began began to um basically develop but so basically that the nuclear tightrope united states and russia they decided in 2021 to do start s-t-a-r-t which was for five years they're not going to do any nuclear weapons testing stuff like that that they would keep their hands off which now uh in 2022 the clock moved forward uh russia has threatened ukraine you know that they would use nuclear weapons in that war that they're currently in which you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah, so, definitely. So they're not using nuclear weapons. They've agreed. Everyone's agreed, right? Yeah. In 2021, they agreed. Whereas now we know this, that uh, Russia has threatened to use nuclear weapons due to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russia said Ukraine would use biological warfare. Therefore, Russia, they would be ready to drop nuclear weapons. What's worse, biowarfare or nuclear weapons? What does the doomsday clock people think about that? Um, so the doomsday clock people, they said that with the coronavirus, pl- people like Al-Qaeda and ISIS, they saw that there were loopholes in how uh, vaccines got out and unwillingness of people to take vaccines. So they would like to work on weapons, you know, as such that that would be an easier method of basically biological, yeah, biological warfare. So, so um, they, they think it's more dangerous than nuclear weapons. No, I mean, I think they definitely think nuclear is worse. Uh, but due to, to, as far as what they want to accomplish, biological warfare can, you know... It would be an easier method. Oh, okay. Nuclear warfare, hmm. basically, you know, somebody drops a nuke, boom, like, everybody's in chaos, entire cities, towns, you know, states, countries are destroyed. Biological warfare, if all of a sudden... Look at what happened with COVID. I'm not saying that was a biological 
warfare, but look at how it crippled company or uh, countries. There was a time where they told, you know, here in America, you're don't leave your house. Everybody, nobody's going to work. Nobody's leaving. Everybody stay home. If all of a sudden, you know, they can, these terrorist organizations can get that same reaction, and then you know maybe. Uh, some funny stuff with a power grid boom all of a sudden nobody knows what to do where to go chaos chaos that's horrible it would be chaos. yeah they, they oh yeah 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 the the nuclear the nuclear threat definitely is the way bigger threat right now due to the nuclear testing of weapons in india and iran the in case you don't know the u.s they broke off a lot of relations with iran Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have petitioned to uh, re-engage in some of those. But the Iranians, they... Uh, is that how you say it? Iranians? Iranians? Iranians. 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 It's Iran. Iranians. They're currently... They're developing a stockpile of uranium. And the U.S. said, hey, stop that. Bad boys. Stop that. You know, and they gave them a, 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 little, a little slap. And uh, they said, okay, if you take all the sanctions off us... And the U.S. said, I don't think so. So uh, it's kind of in that little little weird standstill where they're just going to keep collecting uranium and, uh, you know, we're saying, don't do that. Um, well, so their nuclear weapons, and due to that, Saudi Arabia right next door, there's a chance that they could begin researching, which then there's more countries. And as you know, North Korea, um, yeah. th- they haven't That's done insane. any nuclear testing in the year of 2021, but they're still testing ICBM. Um, interballistic, intercontinental, continental missiles. Yeah, what is it? Intercontinental ballistic. Intercontinental. There it is. So they have been doing those, but not nuclear testing. Um, so that's at least good. And then China, who originally signed uh, treaties as well that they wouldn't do any nuclear testing, they have uh, begun like researching and doing stuff amongst that. So uh, there's a lot of threats. Basically, China, Russia. Iran, the North US. Korea, the U.S., which the U.S. and Russia, we have 80% of the world's nuclear weapons, so we're the, definitely the two largest. The board for the bulletin, they said that the best way for the clock to go backwards a bit is that Russia and the U.S. make some sort of treaty, some sort of relation, repair relations, so that way uh, you know, we can kind of fix that. I could be way off here, but I feel like I remember learning years ago that there was some sort of pact or bill, legislation, agreement, and I don't remember the context, whether it was multiple countries, uh, but basically that these countries would agree to make their nuclear warhead supply smaller by X percent or whatever it is. Basically, it's something crazy. The U.S. has something like a a million nukes, 800,000 nukes, whatever that number is, there's no need for that many nukes. It's it's a it's a no-win proposition. All of a sudden, if one country nukes another, then other countries are going to start nuking, and next thing you know, that's the end of our civilization as we know it. So it, it really is a uh, a no-win catch-22, if you will, proposition where it's just it's not There's a no game. There's no need for any, all this. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a game nobody yeah, wants it's to play. For sure, it's excessive. But, but I mean, you, I, I mean, you I don't have, you I have don't it be... to. I don't want to be like uh, crazy here, but I definitely could survive a blast. Like my skin mm-hmm. is just just built different. 
<laughs> I'm just built different, bro. I, I, that was gonna be my next question on uh, who we think would last the longest with that much radiation. Dude, I could stand right next to it. I would not be phased. It'd just <laughs> blow around my skin. I feel like a I feel like a light breeze. Like someone just farted in front of me. On a cool oh. on a cool sixty degree spring day, uh, the sun gives me radiation poisoning. My skin turns red. I get all hot and sweaty. It's not good. I I would not <laughs> withstand a, a nuclear windfall. So I I'm probably the first to go out of us. I'm pretty pale for those viewers <laughs> who don't know me. Yeah, yeah. It, every vacation, this man he leaves with like two bottles of aloe, and he's uh his skin so shimmery. <laughs> Real <laughs> quick, side <laughs> sidebar. First time I went to Jamaica, boom, roasted. I was like, I don't need sunscreen. <laughs> Boy, was that a bad decision. Ever since, I lather myself up probably once every two hours, and that stuff works, man. I pay a small fortune down there on the islands to to get aloe and sunscreen but that sunscreen man that's super important but hey i come back looking nice and tan no red yeah, it's a win-win all right guys we can open it up for questions but i want to get through just climate change first and then we'll open the whole panel sound solid sound solid sound solid dude that's a good go ahead idea, my dude, dude. I love that idea, Jared. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Thanks. Climate change. And to quote them, they said, lots of words, relatively little action. A lot of things were said this year. The plan is essentially to eventually eliminate all emissions so that way there is no pollution and global warming goes away and we're self-sufficient and not burning all the fossil fuels we have. Things that have gone wrong with that. China and India. They affirmed that they would move away from the use of coal, but they said they would only do it gradually. So they set a goal for 2060 and 2070, respectively. Those are pretty far off, so the board doesn't quite like that, that it's so far away. And they have such a high population, too. It's not like a little country that's doing this for a while. It's a big part of the Earth's yeah. population. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Tune in Massive. for a future episode of the Uninformed Podcast, but we will be discussing China. And fun fact for you, a little teaser, a little spoiler for, for all you out there. China actually has a vastly diminishing population, and there are very right. real concerns mm-hmm. about and China 20, 20 years from now based off of economic decisions the leadership has made. Um, but we'll get into all that in a future episode of the Uninformed Podcast. Yeah, now, now even unmarried women can have babies in China. Mm. It just changed. Yeah, and prior wow. to that, there was a two-child limit. So they're really, yeah, you know, that's it. I, I don't want to get into two more. Back to you, Jay. All right, tune in at a future date. A lot of other countries, they've set the date at 2050, which would be significant, obviously, in uh, reducing emissions and then you know a positive where where the board said is that the u.s they chose a president who quote unquote acknowledges climate change as a profound threat and supports international cooperation and science-based policy and we've seen a dramatic change in tone from the previous presidential administration recognizing blah 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 basically about the paris agreement that we've updated that of uh, a goal of a reduced reduction by 50% by the year 2030. So that's what the U.S. set in place. 2030, 50% emissions, we're cutting it That's up. Daddy Biden's thing, isn't it? Cut it yeah, half yeah. by 2030? 
Mm-hmm. That's Daddy Biden's, which with that, the board sees it as a good and a bad. They say it's great that they did that, but if a different president is put in in the next election, that they think that the House is just going to say, okay, let's go back, uh, and who cares about you know climate control? Well, and, and you know, not to jump ahead here, but we're leading into it. That leads into this panel clearly having political bias on what's going on because clearly one side wants to do A, one side wants to do B. And you said something earlier where when Biden was elected over Trump that they moved the clock back. So that wasn't made off of anything that Biden had actually accomplished. That was just made off of projections. The whole idea of a clock is where you are right now, not a projection. So to me, it's, you know, they, they moved it under former regime leaders and then they get somebody in there that they like and now they're like, oh, yeah, we'll move it back. I, I just feel like they all have uh, their own agendas and, you know, that's kind of, yeah. I feel like it's kind of obvious to see. The first time, so the first time the clock has ever moved due to a pre- one person's words was President Trump and statements he was saying about the environment. So that's the first time they ever moved the clock forward due to one person saying something. Um, so that's when they did that. Whenever Biden got in, they didn't necessarily move it back because of like those one words he said. It's more so policies of the board that surrounded him as but well. But it was policies that he. He campaigned on, but that doesn't make those a reality. Those are, hey, I want, I want to make a million dollars. That doesn't mean I'm ever going to. But that's the same thing that, as saying a country makes a lot of nuclear missiles. That doesn't mean they're gonna use them. But just by having more nuclear missiles, you know, that that, that would move the clock yeah, that moves forward the clock. because it's the same, of that fact. It's the same thing. So we, we've touched on the points mainly: nuclear, the climate. The other things they said was the biological threat, a.k.a. COVID, uh, which we touched on that, you know, and then the poor planning. So that goes in with the biological threat. And then also with it, just the era we're in, that technology is disruptive in the age of disinformation. That disinformation propaganda affects people. um, And that is really going to influence if there is another virus and news goes out. Uh, what can you trust? What can't you trust? If there's a president elected, what can you trust? What can't you trust? And the board touches on that as right. well. Um, so with that, let's open it up. Who who wants to talk? Jenna, you seem ready. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, I have a question. Have they ever said what needs to happen for this clock to hit zero? Like, is does it get to zero and then... Like, does an end-of-world event have to happen for it to hit zero or like you know because that's kind of what this doomsday clock is so i guess what are the parameters behind them finally getting to not that we wanted to but like how do they get to zero right so i suppose if it does hit zero the bulletin will never come out because we'll all be dead yeah i was Um, gonna say that means (laughs) so but so the furthest we could ever really get then is one second uh i would disagree the only reason i say that is they always count the clock in minutes um after so many years, they eventually switch it over to seconds, which then opened it up so then it could be 100 seconds, 90 seconds, instead of, oh, we're from 9 minutes to 8 minutes, which was a larger increment. Now they're going by seconds, which 
then you know they could open it up to maybe milliseconds maybe theoretically probably not but i do think if we get that close that means that nukes are being dropped on the world and we don't have time to read really magazines uh, that's a good point yeah if it's at one second that means that like you have bigger things to worry about than learning about the doomsday, the, the doomsday clock yeah. then meeting yeah. to tell the world hey we're at one second you know <laughs> I, I was just curious like what that like what it would take that to get to something that low because you know you all this stuff's going on in the world right now maybe sure some of it's kind of scary especially if you live in those certain parts of the world um but you know if a 60 second or a 60 minute clock we're, we're down to a minute and a half left on life that's really as far as a uh, percentage goes we're, we don't have much time mm-hmm we don't we don't if you truly believe the clock that is though if you truly believe everything they say and referencing what Jonas said earlier about their biases I mean they, these are opinions I mean they may be experts but um, and they're looking at what happened in the past and um, current statuses of the world uh, with countries and relations and all that like J- Jared was saying but I think because it's a metaphorical clock um, I think it's something interesting to think about but no, there, I, I don't think it's something clock. that we should rely on so. They have they have a literal clock, but I I think just to echo your yeah. point, I think it's a super cool and fun idea. I don't think it's supposed to be taken uh, literally seriously. Yeah, that, that um, was my only question actually. But is I don't mean to cut the, you off. But the Jonas, dooms- you can finish. Yeah, the Doomsday Clock. It's actually located at thirteen oh seven East Sixtieth Street in the lobby of Keller Center. You just just have that memorized? Yeah, I do have it memorized (laughs) because it's home to the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy. Shout out to Chicago. What up? So what I want to know is how seriously is this taken? Like, in other words, is this just a thought experiment or is this officially referenced in some decision making or is it literally just a metaphor? I'll tell you, for the last year, I've had my clock set at 90 seconds so <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't change so every day i wake up and i'm like oh 90 seconds you got good. 90 seconds yeah so we're gonna do in this 90 seconds i guess i would look at like the purpose of the clock which if you look at it yeah, in a very metaphorical way it's hey let's do a yearly thing let's put it out what are issues we need to work on as a country so this way the world just lives on it puts out some hot takes some not hot takes that garners attention it makes the news and uh at the very least it makes some people think about yeah you know what i'm gonna go to a a climate you know lobbyist and you know try to make some change or i'm gonna plant some trees yeah that's a great i'm gonna recycle you know so at the very very least least, it shines a spotlight on some issues that people should care about exactly which on the on the opposite end of it there are people who take it very literally which i mean as they should you know certain points of it or all of it however you feel um that they are scared and they go oh my goodness i'm gonna die in my lifetime now like we need like we really need change but um, this is this was set up this is like an independent board that chooses to meet and do this again cool concept they're like mm-hmm. guys listen if we don't make changes we are not going to be able to continue living on the earth i fully endorse what they're what they're trying to do and the original meaning behind it um and i don't know you had mentioned earlier the committee members i don't know how many committee members this uh the bulletin has had over the life 
that it's existed, you know, how often people, re you know, retire from the board and new faces come in. Um, it, it's inherent that you're also going to have some sort of bias to it. But at its core, I think it's a cool idea. And it's like, guys, listen, we have to preserve the one earth that we have as a society to continue to live on. And the closer we get, the more catastrophic decisions we make, the, the less time that we have on this earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. from, from 1947 until 1973, there was one man who would change the clock, which then he died. So then when he died, that's when they decided, let's all meet as a group, which it was people who worked on the Manhattan Project, and they brought them all in. And that's when they would decide as a group, hey, this is when we should move the, the actual clock. And you said there's 12 of them currently? Correct. Mm hmm Hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of basically just any business having, like, a yearly meeting, yeah, what can we improve yeah. on kind of thing. Even just, yeah, like, our, our podcast, you know, where we sit down and we say, what is doomsday? Uh, how close are we to it? <laughs> one podcast <laughs> away. <laughs> We're one viewer away from, from doomsday. It's all safe. It all. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Other thoughts, questions. So, do you know when they meet up every year? You said what's once a year. Is there yeah, a specific year, date? So. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, they typically meet up in late December, and then the article is published in mid January. What are they wearing the next this year? thing? Gotcha. Uh, do they like superhero pajamas, casual black tie? Like what? Oh man, that's good. Uh, I hope something cool. I'm ge I'm guessing it's probably. I hope they business. all. I hope they all show up as the Avengers. Somebody's got a, a Thor <laughs> T-shirt on. You got Hulk <laughs> there. That would be cool. Shout out to the Hulk. Shout out. I think it's a super cool concept. Like I said, it and I had uh, vaguely heard of this throughout my life, and but I clearly didn't know all of this. I just thought it was like a cool, fun uh, concept and idea. Originally, you know, we're trying to better humanity. Guys, listen, we're moving in the wrong direction. Let's try to move in the right direction. So it, it offers a uh, moral equivalent or uh, I guess a moral compass of where sh society should try to aim to elongate our life on the planet. So yeah, I, I thought, I think it's very cool. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Jared, for sharing that, man. That was, that was hey. awesome. Hey, thanks, yeah, man. I think it's interesting too, but I don't know. I feel like it's uh, I don't know. It's it's like Jonah was saying. It's a really cool concept, but I think the idea of the Doomsday Clock and um, um, all the reports that come out of it, I feel like it can only go so far um, because at the end of the day, everyone has their own agenda. Uh, but hopefully, I mean, peace, love, world. I mean, we, we all want to uh, live on the same planet for uh, forever. But um, everyone, like I said, has their own agenda. It's going to be tough to coexist. Um, but um, I am. I think we are all, all open to all ideas and trying to work together, live together. And uh, the happy little place we call Earth. So, Well yeah. said, Zach. Well said. Oh, and so like, uh, like the famous Jimmy Buffett said, let the good times roll. Is that who said that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good times roll. <laughs> I'm good. And you guys at home. Let the good times roll, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Get to the Peace chopper. Out. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs>